Hey, what's up, everyone? And welcome to another edition of the Philly Sports Angle Podcast. It's Monday, September 16th. It's episode seven, and I'm Kirsten. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Obviously, it's been a big week with week two of the NFL season closing tonight uh, with the Jets and Browns. And if you're seeing this or listening to this, you may have just, you may have be watching it right now. But um, obviously, this week we're going to talk about. You know, the, our Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, what a terrible game, but also exciting game last night. And then the Philadelphia Phillies, as they have two weeks left of the season. And so we're just going to go ahead and jump into the Eagles talk. Um, last night on Sunday Night Football, the Eagles lost to the Falcons 24-20 after a terrible first half and many, many injuries. I mean, many have nicknamed this the medical tent game because... At least eight players of um, the Eagles went down at some point, may or may not have come back in. Uh, those include Carson Wentz, Timmy Jerrigan, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, just to name a few. And then um, Zach Ertz was banged up. Jason Peters was banged up. Dallas Goddard was banged up. Um, so, again, a bunch of guys um, went down and suffered and paid the costs for this game. Now, I mean, that has that's a little suspicious to me. I mean, you look at a team, and I've never seen a team, I mean, I'm not that old, obviously, but I've never seen, you know, that many players get hurt in, in, a, in a half before, let alone in a game. Um, it, it made me think, was it the the field? Was it the temperature at the game? And it wasn't that cold, so it's really not the cold. Um, pe- the players' muscles weren't getting warmed up. You know, Atlanta had um, some injuries as well, but not to the degree that uh, the Eagles did. They lost two of their, you know wide receivers so they were left with um Alshon Jeffrey who ended up going out of the game with a concussion later um Whiteside and then Hollins obviously Whiteside and Hollins are like four and five Whiteside being the rookie and Mac Hollins being the guy who just named the number you just made the wide receiver team so there you have it you had a lot of injuries and just a terrible first half you know unable complete um sacks two two interceptions for Wentz um just terrible, terrible play, really. It, there just wasn't an excuse. And the players said that after the game, they they said it well. There's no excuse for how they played. But second half and came along. And, you know, at this point it was 10-6. They'd fought um, enough to get six points on the board, which is remarkable considering that says something about the defense, even though um, Ronald Darby wasn't playing great. He, he got beat at a lot of plays. But him and Maddox, um, or sorry, Cindy Jones especially, eventually had a, a you know picks um two interceptions thrown by M- matt ryan but you know the d really st- stood up and it, the eagles were lucky going into halftime that they had a 10 to 6 um that the, the falcons only had a 10 to 6 lead at that point so going to the second half everyone who knows the eagles knows they are a second half team and you know the eagles get the ball when it's awesome you know, when when I think it's the greatest thing when you get the ball after the half because there's so much momentum change at that point. The momentum can change in such an instant. And at this point, uh, they, they get the ball and, and they fumble. And it's Atlanta ball and Atlanta scores on the drive. So now it's 17-6. And if that's not demoralizing, I'm not sure what is, considering they had the ball. And then, uh, you know, the Eagles would eventually get it back and Elliott would fi- kick another field goal and make it um, 17-9. So following 
Jones's touchdown pass from Ryan. Um, Nelson Aguilar makes a tremendous play with 4:57 to go, um, and 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 they get a touchdown with um, the two-point conversion. So it is now 2017 Eagles and looking pretty promising if the defense can again step up and hold it there. But unfortunately, um, you know Carson, um, it, that was not the case. And Julio Jones made a 54-yard touchdown pass and beat the secondary and um that's the end of the game basically it ended with Zacherts not being able to get a first down on near the 10 and just a heartbreaker for Eagles fans everywhere and of course the players who looked more than upset when when, when they left the locker room and unfortunately had to be interviewed um with all these emotions running high but Atlanta and Philadelphia games are always close it's always a little bit deficit and the last few times Julio Jones has gotten beat had um been able to been unable to produce for the Falcons and this time he does um in very Julio Jones fashion so I mean what are my takeaways from this game I mean look at it this way there was many good things to take out of it many bad things as a as a football team I don't care who you are you cannot go out there and expect to win your game in the second half every single time you have to put some points on the board and I'm not sure what they have to do differently in the first half um, to maintain the mentality that they bring into the second half, maybe a D-Jack, a D-Jack um, pep talk every single play. I don't know what it means, but there's no reason that they shouldn't be able to produce in the first half. If you're a playoff team, you do produce in the first half. That's what you do. Um, you don't wait until the last second to produce. So a part of me is heartbroken, and I'm very heartbroken. I was really sad waking up this morning. Um, victory Mondays aren't the same when they don't win. Ha, ha. Um, but it just was, it, a lot of me is not really upset because I think the team knows where they are mentally. They know what they did wrong. They know what there is to fix and they're going to come back stronger. And that's what they all tweeted. They all said in their interviews. Um, I just, I'm, it's terrible. I feel terrible when I'm watching these guys cry on, um, on, you know, on live TV. And, and the other good news is, I mean, not good news, but Timmy Jerrigan's the only, injury that the team actually sustained so um he broke his foot um will be out for they didn't say they're not really sure the timetable right now but he will be out for a while and if you would remember what we had talked about last week in the podcast it was the fact that Malik Jackson had gone down in week one the defensive tackle they had gone out and gotten this offseason and Timmy Jerrigan was going to step up after a, a long year of injuries and unfortunately for Timmy he's injured again with a broken foot and you just think about you know like I said last week all the injuries the Eagles have had to their feet a little interesting not sure if they need to work on their their ankle stretches their ankle exercises their feet exercises trying to get those muscles worked up again Um, it's a little weird though that um, a lot of them have had foot injuries and um, you know they did call this (laughs) the A lot of people have been calling this the medical tent game because Carson Wentz went was hit really, really hard a lot of times in the game, and uh, he was sent to the medical tent for concussion protocol. He passed it. Um, obviously, D-Jack and, and Alshon Jeffrey didn't see many um, at all snaps because D-Jack was ruled out after um, a groin um, issue in the beginning, and Alshon was ruled out because of a calf issue issue he's been battling basically the whole entire preseason um he actually played week one but they just marked him good to go right before week one so it's obvious that you know he has been battling and trying to hide it but I think it must have flared up last night 
Um, so it's, you know, it's good to know that these guys are on the mend, but also it's good. It's not good to have this many guys be this sore in the beginning of the season. And I actually saw an article today and the thought is, would there's so many people getting hurt across the league. And in the fact, Drew Brees um, announced today that he's out six weeks with a torn ligament in his thumb. He needs surgery. Ben Rosenberger's down, which is a huge loss for the Steelers. Um, a lot of people are injured and it's not the fact they didn't play in the preseason. Like, what does that have to do? I've, you know, I haven't seen this many injuries in a long time. Um, so I mean, shout out to Ben and Drew and hopefully your speedy, speedy recovery for them. But a lot of things to look, you know, to look forward to in the coming weeks. But again, Timmy Jerrigan's out and they did in fact bring in Akeem Spence this week for Miami. Akeem Spence is, um, uh, defensive tackle and Doug did in fact describe him as disruptive and physical uh, you know so he's you know he's a big guy and uh, he's they're hoping he can be a force for them and now he has to be a force for them because Timmy Jerrigan was supposed to be the starter he's hurt Jackson's hurt now you got Spence uh, so hopefully Spence can step up he did in fact work with Matt Burke who is a coach in the Eagles when Matt Burke was in Miami so that's a good um, thing to have somebody you, a player connects with already uh, when they come into a new environment overall I mean the Eagles have a lot to work on but I think this was a wake-up call for them and the fact that the Cowboys are 2-0 and in the division league is really a wake-up call because the Cowboys shouldn't even be close to that but also keep in mind the Cowboys had the Giants, Redskins, and then they'll have Miami next week who lost 42 nothing or whatever to the Patriots yesterday. So, I mean, I'm not really, you know, super hype that the Dallas – apparently Dallas has picked up in the Super Bowl, which I think is ridiculous. Like, no. Um, and obviously Jerry Jones is so happy right now. But, you know, wait until the Eagles get into full force and they get going on a regiment and they really get their feet under them because this team has a lot of potential. And a lot of people pick this team to win nine games. And I, like I said before, I think at least 11, you know, that's the minimum. And when the team sets a high standard like this for fans, I think it's high. It's a lot, a lot more of a letdown when they don't perform. So obviously this city is very hard on, on players and on teams, but I but listening to the radio today, talk sports, talk radio, and a lot of different things, a lot of people have been pretty, you know, pretty reasonable with the team um, because I think most of them were really honest uh, and didn't and put the blame on themselves in the post game interviews. And when you're up front like that, you take the blame and you sit and you want to be better. Then that's when the fan base, the coaches, and everybody else will start to respect you. So again. The Eagles will travel to Detroit next week and they will try to heal up and rest as many people as they can as they look to be Detroit next week. And they are right now seven and a half point favorites. So hopefully that can happen. So and I, now, I mean, much to the dismay of many people, I'm going to hop over to Phillies because Phillies talk, it's almost the end of the season. I got to talk it before it's over. This weekend was really disappointing for me personally because I, as we all know, I really thought the Phillies were going to make a run for it in the playoffs. And right now they're sitting about four games back in the wild card and the Mets are in front of them and the Brewers. And to be honest, Washington is kind of tanking and they do play Washington for five games next week if they win five. But in all seriousness, I really think that this team has a lot of self-reflection to do as they head into the offseason. You know, 
there's a lot of things that have gone wrong for this team this year, but you still can't say that is the whole picture. Um, I don't think it's totally Gabe's fault. I think it's more a management part. Partly is there more a management problem because of the fact that management had time to go out and get these kind of guys and get, you know, big pitchers. Um, Dallas Kuchel obviously threw shade last week in the Brave series. I was at one of the games when Scott Kingery threw the inside the park home run. Amazing. But anyway, Dallas threw shade, you know, at at the media conference at the Phillies um, front office. And I think it was well-deserved because imagine if the Phillies had Dallas Kuchel, they would literally be in the wild card. Like, there's no question about it. And, you know, they made excuses, oh, we can't get him. And then they pick up Smiley and Vargas, you know, a couple of days later. You know, there's a lot of people that they should have gotten. I get it. Like, you would, they had gone out and tried to work this offseason and got guys like Robertson and, and you know, Shack and Hunter. Um, and that didn't work out. They're all hurt. And sometimes those things happen. But as a team and as a man- general manager, you have to adjust. And if you look at Clintac's record of who he gets um, in season, um, it's very not good. He doesn't pick up really strong hitters. And it really hasn't worked out for the Phillies. And the Phillies indeed were swept this past week in the Red Sox when they did resweep the Red Sox in July. And the Red Sox are a team that's out of it. So they really, at this point, they're just fighting to for pride. They're a little bit, you know, they're same record as us or two games ahead of us. And they're out of it. And we were still in it. You know, we had multiple opportunities to win games. And you can tell players getting frustrated. Bryce Harper was thrown out for cursing at the umpire in the dugout the other day. And Gabe Kapler. And I really think these guys are trying. I just think they need to evaluate and come back even stronger next year. Resign JT Romuto. Sign Corey Dickerson. You know, get those guys who have been doing really well contract. I don't know. Maybe pull up some guys from Lehigh Valley to pitch. Spencer Howard has been doing amazing pitching for Reading for double A. And I know it's double A, but I think they should look into bringing him up. If not right away, at least halfway through next year. But there's so many things that the they're going to need to do this offseason. And they have to realize that they, again, they disappointed the city. Going to the season, getting Harper, there was just a new level of confidence that the city had in the team. And they really blew it. it that, that There's no, there's no sh- point to... There's no other thing to say there. They they blew it. And for last time they had the lead in the NL East was in the middle of June. And then they basically, the game, since then, the Braves, since a couple weeks ago, the Braves had gained 18 games on them, basically, over the last two months. Uh, they haven't played well. They haven't gotten hits for their ace, for Aaron Nola, who had a phenomenal start the other night um, on Saturday and got just destroyed. Um, let up one run and lost the game. And if you give up one run as a pitcher in a game and you lose the game, that's just ridiculous. I'm sorry. But you know what? If they don't pick up two more aces next year, they're not going to be contender. And they're they're going to – it's not going to go well. Uh, Clintac has got to do some things or he's going to be gone. Um, and I know everyone's saying fire Gabe, but I don't totally think it's, it's Gabe's fault. Um, so – that's just my frustrations with the Phillies. They got they have a lot of work to do in this offseason, and it's sad to say that they're not going to make the playoffs with two weeks out. I was really hoping they would make a really hard run for it and get, you know, you know grit their teeth and get down to it, but um, they have a hard schedule coming up. They have Braves for three games starting tomorrow, and then they have the Indians and then Washington for five games and the Marlins at home, and they struggled against the Marlins, so it's not even like they'll, they'll probably win all those games. But as a, you know, I'm just a frustrated Phillies fan, but um, I still believe this team is going to do great things in the future. They just got to figure a lot of things out first. 
But that's all I want to talk about on this episode of the Philly Sports Angle podcast. I'm Kirsten. Thanks again for tuning in. And we'll have another episode right back here on Monday. Subscribe, message me, comment your thoughts. I want to have a discussion and hear what you think too. So again, thanks for tuning in. This is Kirsten.